Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Hi everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman and I'm so excited today I have a bona fide celebrity. She's a chef, and she is so inspiring. She has been following a plant-based diet for more than 37 years now. She's a chef and a culinary instructor. She speaks all over the place. She's an author. She's got a great book out called Unprocessed, How to Achieve Vibrant Health and Your Ideal Weight, which I have sitting right here. I love it. It has the best soup recipes in it. I'm going to talk to her about that. She has made appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, with Jay Leno, David Letterman, and more. And here she is on Happy Healthy You. Thank you so much, Chef AJ. Oh, thank you, Connie. It's a pleasure to be here. You're out in L.A. calling in, so I really appreciate that. Sure. One of the few times I'm home, I've been on the road with my book for the past four years, and usually I'm not in L.A. I'm getting uh, ready to go to Chicago tomorrow. Awesome. I know you're so busy, so I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and inspire sure. us. At this busy time of the year, when we're uh, on our coast anyway, we're moving into the cooler weather. So I really want to talk to you about some of those soups because I'm inspired by your soup recipes. But before we start that, because some of my listeners are new to you, um, they can certainly find more information about you out there on the web. But on some of your YouTube videos, you talk so eloquently about how you lost so much weight by starting your plant-based diet. And I, and I would like for you to just give us a little bit of your background and how you got started on that, and um, just, just sort of as an intro to you. Sure. Well, you know, I'm 54 and a half years old, and I, I started eating a vegan or plant-based diet when I was 17. I was a freshman at the University of Pennsylvania, and I was studying to be a veterinarian, but I ended up becoming a vegetarian because when you were pre-vet, you were required to work for a veterinarian, and on the very first day of the job, he handed me a tank of live salamanders, and he asked me to cut their heads off because he was doing protein lens regeneration experiments in a salamander. Well, I certainly didn't want to do this, but I didn't know how to say no to the guy in the white coat because I was on scholarship, so I cut the head off of one salamander, and I puked my guts out, and I felt terrible, and I was vomiting, and I had to go to student health, and I said to God that day I would never eat or wear or harm any of your creatures again, so I became vegan for ethical reasons, which is wonderful, but without the internet in 1977, or Neil Barnard, or PCRM telling us what healthy you know, vegan eating was, I did everything wrong, and I became what's called a vegetarian. and instead of eating the four food groups that I eat today, which are fruit, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes, I ate my own four food groups, which were cookies, cake, pies, and ice cream, and it was vegan, but it wasn't healthy, and at the age of 43, I was obese, I, I had gotten up to over 180 pounds, and I had developed precancerous polyps in my sigmoid colon, and uh, instead of having drugs or surgery, because they couldn't remove them through a normal procedure called a sigmoidoscopy, I instead went to the Optimum Health Institute in San Diego on July 6, 2003, and I changed my diet to a whole food plant-based diet without processed food or sugar, oil, and salt, and I completely reversed the polyps without drugs or surgery. And so I'm as passionate about healthy eating as I am about vegan eating because 
they're not always synonymous. And even as on a vegan diet, even when I was eating a healthier vegan diet, I still kept the weight on until I really changed it to a, just a really healthy version of a whole food plant-based diet. So you started your vegan adventure because of ethical reasons. Do you think most people start for those reasons, or what are the what are the reasons people? Well, I don't know what the statistics are now, Connie, but at one point they were that they were like something like ten times more people doing it for ethical reasons than doing it for health or the environment. But I think the movie Forks Over Knives, which came out a few years ago, has changed that because I think a lot more people are interested in their health, especially with uh, the, you know the, the obesity rates in America, two thirds overweight, half of those obese, and healthcare costs. So I think. A lot more people are coming into it for health, and I don't think it matters if you come to it for your health, the health of the animals, or the environment, because it's a win-win on all three counts. So, however people adopt or why are they adopted, I think it's a good thing. And I always tell the ethical vegans who, you know, say on, you know, I, I you know, I shouldn't be just be teaching health. And, you know, animals. After I check, they don't care why we're not eating that. They're just happy to not be. Yeah, that's true. But you know what I found since I have stopped eating meat? I found that I'm much more compassionate about animals. So that kind of came after I started yes, eating. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I find that too. With people that have come with strictly for health in the beginning, exactly. I think I think when you don't have all those raging hormones from the animals and, and all the medication that they took and all the testosterone or whatever run coursing through your veins, I think you do become a more compassionate person. I mean, when you think of all the people throughout history that were from vegan, they're, they're pretty amazing, compassionate people, you know. You don't see the uh, Charles Manson of the world generally. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes we're making with our diets and how we can correct them in this country well, I specifically. Think, I, I think the biggest mistake that vegans make is that they stop eating animal products for whatever reason, health or ethics, and they substitute a lot of highly processed vegan junk food. And I also get uh, admonished for, you know, criticizing these foods. But the reality is, and you can talk to Dr. Colin Campbell about this and have him on your podcast, is while it's certainly better for the animals when you eat tofurkey, it's not necessarily better for your health to eat these highly processed foods that come in cans, boxes, bottles, and bags that have a lot of sugar, fat, and salt, and, you know, other ingredients that sometimes you can or cannot pronounce, because they're really not health-promoting. We need to eat whole, natural, unprocessed foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds, and not be eating all these processed foods, whether they're vegan or not. I'm against processed food, by the way, whether it's vegan or not vegan. We're supposed to be eating food that comes from a plant, not that's manufactured in a plant. And so what happens is that they will substitute the meat for all the fake meats and all the fake cheeses, which are certainly tasty and delicious, but they're really high in fat and really high in salt, and they're, they're not necessarily high in fiber and micronutrients, and that's the mistake they make. So I, I see a lot of people who fail on a plant-based diet because they don't want a healthy version, and then they, you know, then they now, oh, the vegan diet didn't work. Well, you know, what version of the vegan diet were you on, you know? Right, right. Now, when I saw you here in Maryland uh, a few months back, you addressed the issue that a lot of people bring up about plant-based diets, and that is the issue of protein deficiency. And I love what you said. Can you just go over that a little bit? Well, well, well here's the thing. You know, I, 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 I spoke at Kaiser Permanente. It was one of the highlights of my career, and they live-streamed it to all the different Kaisers, and there was about 300 doctors there. And I said to them, and most of them have been doctors for many years, I said, how many of you listening or watching have ever seen a case of protein deficiency and only one doctor raised their hand and it actually was a child abuse case 
for the kid was being starved. Oh. What people have to understand, Connie, is it's impossible to be protein deficient unless you're calorie deficient. So as long as you're eating enough calories, you will get enough protein. They've done medical studies, for example, with potatoes, the famous kale and potato study, where people ate nothing but potatoes for an entire year, and they were not deficient in a single nutrient. It doesn't matter what you eat. Everything has protein. Watermelon has protein. Greens have protein. So as long as you're getting enough calories, it's impossible to be protein deficient. 100 calories of broccoli actually has more grams of protein than 100 calories of steak. 100 calories of broccoli has 11.2 grams of protein, whereas 100 calories of steak has only 5.4. We have been sold a bill of goods that, that protein is this precious micronutrient, excuse me, macronutrient that we must have and we must have in abundance. And if you would read a book like Bowl or China Study by Colin Campbell, you'd understand that it's not true. You know, when, when a human being needs more protein than any other time in their life, it's when they're an infant. And breast milk has less than 10% protein. So why do we need all these proteins? All these diseases are caused not by Americans not having enough protein, but by having too much protein. So again, you know, people are worried there's certain plant foods that are higher protein, things like quinoa, the legume family, lentils, and beans. But people don't have to worry about getting enough protein as long as they're eating enough calories. And, and, and people are obsessed with this, just like they're obsessed with other myths, like myths, like yeah, yeah, you have a great YouTube video where you you talk about that, and you also <laughs> you also show us how much how much vegetables you actually eat in a day. Do you really eat two pounds of veggies a day? Well, tr- truthfully, I eat more closer to four pounds, but I figure people would freak out because I hear if I can <laughs> eat four pounds, I can expect the rest of the world to eat two pounds. But think about it—you know, a pound of vegetables cooked. You know, once you cook it down, the volume's much smaller. It's like 100 calories. So, you know, people think nothing about having multiple tablespoons of olive oil at 120 calories each. So, you know, people aren't eating vegetables. Americans eat less than 7% of their calories from vegetables, and usually it's a potato. And potatoes are great, but usually they fry them in sugar, fat, and salt and make potato chips or french fries. So people are really not eating vegetables. And I've had over 2,000 people in my Ultimate Weight Loss Program, and I can tell you the amount of vegetables that a person eats per day and their weight is inversely proportional. You can always tell people that are very heavy are just not eating vegetables, especially green vegetables. And, uh, you know, they did a study at Tufts, and they, they proved that the more vegetables a person eats, the leaner they are. Now we, look at Asia. I mean, do you, you ever see a fat Asian woman? Uh-huh. Yeah, not very often. a lot of vegetables. Good point, good they point. They Now, you mentioned aging. We're, we're the same age. When's your birthday? March 22nd, I'll be 55. When's your birthday? Oh, uh, my birthday's in December, so I guess December I... December what? December 2nd. So I guess I'm a little older oh, I, than you. I love Sagittarians. Do you mm. have any dogs? I do, I do. Yeah. Because yeah. my husband's a Sag. You're supposed to have tested your Sag. One of my favorite signs. I'm supposed to have sex, did you say? No, not sex. Oh, pets. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. I love my dogs. Um, we just lost one and we have one here. But yes, yes. So anyway, we're the same age. Um, and I've noticed that since I've been eating, cleaned up my diet a lot, I, I don't really notice the aging process and, and that whole M word. Have, have you noticed? Uh, you've, you've been on this path a lot longer. Tell me, tell me your experience. Well, yeah, well without, without getting, you know, I mean, Dr. McDougall always says, uh, you know, tongue in cheek that every year he gets trimmer and better looking. And I don't want to <laughs> that about myself but others have said that about me that as I age I do get trimmer and better looking but not better looking 
you more youthful looking. And I look at pictures when I was younger, and I look younger now. And even things like the few gray hairs that I have, they, they just don't, I don't have them anymore, you know. And, you know, I'm in the sun too much, so I have a few wrinkles from that. But I tell you, people do not, you know, that know me don't, that don't think I'm almost 55. They get, you know, maybe early 40s. Rock on, girlfriend. I love that. I love that. Thank you. So I want to encourage everyone to read your book, Unprocessed, because it does tell your story. But in the back, the recipes are awesome. And I, I, I would just like for you to maybe talk a little bit about some of your favorite soups for chillier days, like that are in the book. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because I, 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 you know, I just made one. I taught a class over the weekend. And there's a recipe in there for what I call nutrient-rich black bean soup Honey, I like to try to sneak vegetables in recipes so that people that don't like them can eat them. And so what's cool about this soup, well, there's a lot of cool things about this soup, is one, that you don't have to cut anything up. And that takes time. You're literally putting everything in whole. You're, after you peel the onions, you're putting the onions in whole. You're putting in the bok choy in whole. This soup has over eight pounds of vegetables. You're not cutting the potatoes up. And the reason is is because you're going to blend this soup either in your blender or with an immersion blender. And because you're not cutting anything up, you're saving a lot of time because we're not using oil. We're saving calories and that step of sauteing. So it's really easy to make, especially if you're in a hurry. You just throw all these vegetables in. You can use canned beans if you want. After 30 minutes of cooking it with, you know, the delicious spices, you just blend it with a stick blender that costs about 20 bucks at Costco or Bed Bath & Beyond or carefully put it in your blender. And it makes a lot. It makes 32 cups. You're going to have to take it to work. You're going to have to Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, I didn't think about adding brown rice. Yum, yum. Uh, it makes it even, I, I actually had it last three, last three days for lunch, and it makes it even more hearty and a more delicious meal. But soups, you know, don't have to be rocket science. The other thing is, is uh, one of the things they always say, low sodium or no sodium vegetable broth or water. Water is, of course, free. But one of the things I have now that I didn't have when I wrote the book four years ago is an instant pot pressure cooker. And so now I do make all my soups with broth. And, and, you know, when you buy broth in a box, it's okay. It usually has salt. It's about $4 a box. Well, you would need three of those boxes to make this soup. That would be $12. Well, guess what? Now with the pressure cooker, I make broth every week for free. Because all I do is every time I have vegetable prep, the knob of a celery, the tip of the carrot, the peel of an onion, whatever, the stem of kale, I put it in a bag in my freezer. And when the gallon bag is full, I throw it in my instant pot pressure cooker with 10 cups of water, any spices I feel, like usually some garlic. And in 10 minutes, I have the most delicious free broth you can imagine. And you can, that's good by itself, too. I mean, that would be a delicious drink, especially in the cooler weather. But I use it for my food. Yeah, what a great idea. And then you're in control yep. of the salt, like you said. It's amazing. Well, yeah, because I don't use salt, so I'm always in control of the salt. But if, if you don't need it. You know, when you have enough flavor and fresh herbs and garlic, you really don't need salt, or you certainly don't need as much. And also, one of the things I do in my recipes, because I don't use salt, but I use things like the lemon, the lime, the zest of the lemon and the lime, things like vinegars, because, you know, the taste buds on our tongue are for sweet, sour, salty, and bitter. And sour and salt sit next to each other. You can actually fool your palate into thinking you had something salty to give it something sour. Also, because I don't eat processed food, the Americans, I haven't eaten processed food in six years. And believe it or not, Americans get more, most of their salt from processed food than they do the salt shaker. There's actually more bread hidden, excuse me, more salt hidden in bread than even in potato chips or french fries where the salt is on the surface. So because I haven't eaten processed food in 
so long. I don't have a high need for salt. Like, I'm not used to eating so much salt, but things that aren't salty that taste good to me and things that are naturally salty, like celery and rainbow char and greens, they taste really salty to me. And as you stop eating salt, you can taste the whole natural flavors in food and the natural sodium, and you don't require quite as much salt. In the interim, I recommend a wonderful seasoning that you can only get online. It's called Benson's Table Taste. You get it at Benson's Gourmet Seasoning, and that's just a wonderful salt. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I think that whole salt thing is a is another podcast in itself. Uh, thank you yeah. so much, AJ, for coming on and inspiring us to stay with the plan. Um, where can we find <laughs> out more about you? Um, I know you're all over the web, but where can we find out where you're going to be if we want to meet you and well, attend you know, one of your... The best thing to do if they're interested is to just go to my website, which is www.eatunprocessed.com and sign up for my mailing list because that's where they can find out where I'm going to be. But also, I also do a podcast, and I do it actually as a teleclass so that they can listen live while I'm doing it every Thursday night at 6 p.m., which is 6 p.m. Pacific time, so it would be 8 p.m. Central and 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I interview some really great people like Dr. John McDougall, Howard Lyman, and uh, different guests every week. I do it every week unless I'm out of the country or if it's a holiday, and so and yet they can listen free to all the ones that are archived, and if they want, they can ask me questions in advance to ask the speaker, so it's, it's really kind of fun. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah, you have all the heavy hitters on your podcast, so... <laughs> Thank you so much. I, uh, I again, say uh, pick up a copy of Unprocessed at all the uh, the regular places, right? Amazon.com and on your Amazon, website. Yeah, Amazon, definitely, for sure. It's yeah. price there, for sure. Free shipping usually for most people. All right. Well, thank you, AJ. I, I have to let you go because I know you're busy today, but thank you so much for talking to me about My this. Pleasure. and. Again soon. Yeah, I'll be there. Just just it's come back. Come back to the East Coast. It's a great place. We went to Mango, Mango, Mango Grove Restaurant. Oh. Yes, they're awesome. They're awesome. Okay, well, have a great day, AJ. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to Happy Healthy You. And just for you guys, the Happy Healthy You listener, Audible, the awesome audiobook people, are offering a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out. I always have about three audiobooks going at once. I listen when I'm driving, they're great on long trips, when I'm running, or just hanging out at home. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash happyhealthyyou. Hey, you'll also be helping support this podcast. So thanks.